Hello, welcome back to another episode of Eyes Up Here, special quarantine edition. Holy shit, I feel like is the only way to start this show. First of all, I am, I missed you. I really, really missed you. It's been, what, a year? Yeah, welcome back to Eyes Up Here. This is season two of my podcast show. It's been a while. You know what's so crazy is I actually partnered with a new company. I have like five episodes in the pocket already. I was like ready to go. 2020 wasn't going to be my year. I was truly showing signs of having my shit together. I was working out. I was, you know, broadening my horizons. I was just, you know, I felt like I was on a good one. And then the world decided to end, basically. I hope that you're holding up well. I hope that everyone in your family, your friends, all of those people are safe. I'm kind of, this is one of the good times. It's kind of good to be a 28-year-old woman because, you know, I, no one, I'm not responsible for a life. I can't imagine what it's like having a full grown family. I don't even know how you guys are coping. You're in my thoughts and prayers, seriously, because I can't imagine someone relying on me right now. As a 28-year-old woman, I feel like in an apocalyptic setting, I'm kind of good. I have huge boobs. I got a smart mouth. I can get away with a lot. I've always thought that if the apocalypse came, that would be when I shined for some reason. And it's weird because I'm afraid of everything. But the end of the world, if we're all experiencing it, doesn't scare me. I don't even know. I just always thought that that would be when I shine. I would have my own colony if the world was ending. I don't know, like somehow I'd convince people to follow me and be my disciples. But that's another story and I probably shouldn't say that out loud. But anyway, I am so happy to talk to you. And this is a solo effing podcast, which means I'm by my fucking self. I'm in my kitchen. Tosh, the great dog, is here by my side. And yeah, I just... You know, I've always wanted to do a solo podcast, but I'm scared shitless. To be able to talk to yourself for an hour or to talk to you for an hour, but with no feedback, it, it means I'm definitely a sociopath. And it's true. I, you know, I started to think that I was showing signs of being a sociopath. Uh, what was it that I did recently that I was like, oh yeah, I'm a sociopath. Oh, maybe it's because I liked Arby's. Yeah, maybe that was my sociopathic trait. People on Twitter love to rag on people who eat Arby's. And I hate to tell everyone this, but I do. I even had it today. And this is not an ad. I'm not even paid to say this embarrassing shit. Yeah, so anyway, if I can talk for a full hour, I'm definitely certified crazy. But we're going to try because I really want to talk to you. Let's, let's talk about the bad. Let's talk about the bad. Let's talk about the fact that this is happening. I have some friends who have tested positive for coronavirus at this point. You know, my first friend that actually tested positive is a rich kid. And I think, I swear, I think he was fucking around. He said he had like small cold symptoms, whatever. And I guess he has an uncle that owns some kind of lab. And he's like, oh, you know, I took the test. And the shit came back positive. And the people that, that my friend has been around, the amount of people that he's been around since he took this test, astronomical numbers. The contact on contact on contact uh, just from this, this guy's so popular. It was like the worst person to get coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, someone in my circle got it. I have a few friends who have it now. It seemed like for a while, it you know, it still seems like that, that it's a, it's a celebrity-driven testing situation. And I think that pissed off so many people. Rightfully so. Like, why were all these... I swear it was like the biggest PR move for celebrities after a certain point to be like, 
I got tested. I didn't get tested. You getting tested for coronavirus was like your artist pass at Coachella. Like we're not going to Coachella. So they're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to one-up you and show you how special I am. I got tested. Just like rubbing it in America's fucking faces. Not even just America. All over the, all over the world. Shut up. I love celebrity culture. I really, 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 really do. I'm a fan. I'm a fool for it. But during this part, I wish that some people would know their place. Really, really wish you would know your place. First of all, the first one I have to bag on, the first person to get canceled during the pandemic who no one would have ever thought would be the person canceled during a pandemic, Vanessa fucking Hudgens. I barely remembered her. She's from that movie, um, High School Musical, where they're like, we're all in this together. That fucking shit. Do I sound like her? Hire me, Disney. So Vanessa Hudgens gets on her, I think she's on IG Live. She kind of looks stoned. I, I can't confirm that, but she, she looks how I've been around people who are stoned AF. And that looks like that. Vanessa Hudgens says, I'm sorry, but like, it's a virus, I get it, like, I respect it, but at the same time, like, even if everybody gets it, like, yeah, people are gonna die, it's just terrible, but like, inevitable? I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> the part that is the absolute worst to me, beyond beyond you just said that people dying is fine. This is my thing. I really, 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 really can't stand like baby voices. Like when chicks make baby voices. And I think this might actually just be her voice. Like, I don't know if she has another voice, but it's like, um, I, you know, it's inevitable, but, um, like she just sounds like she's singing a musical about it. And you're just like, yeah, people are going to die. And like, that's horrible. And like, I, I respect the disease. Like I respect that, but, um, yeah. I mean, what? And it drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> oh my God. If I smoke enough pot, will I get that voice too? Because then, and then I can book a high school musical. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. I like respect it. <laughs> what the fuck? She wasn't alone in acting an ass. Obviously we all saw Gal Gadot's, I hope I'm saying that right, Gal Gadot's Imagine hey song. Guys. When she dropped the track, she dropped it too early in the pandemic. I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud that Gal Gadot dropped her track of positivity during a global fucking pandemic. What is 2020 period? How am I even saying this? How does this even make any sense? If you're hearing this from the future, trust me, it says what the fuck is when you hear it, it's living it, it's totally what the fuck. But yeah, so Gal Gadot drops her track. <laughs> All these celebrities singing John Lennon's Imagine. The guy from The Notebook looks super, super hot. He's super hunky. Look, I don't know. If, if, someone, if someone famous enough called me to do something stupid, 100% I'm going to do it. Why? Because I want some cold, hard cash. Any kind of publicity like that means dollar signs. And if you look, people are out here doing shady stuff for dollar signs. And if you just want me to sing something uplifting, no matter how stupid it looks and how Weird the timing looks. I would 100% do it, but I'll also 100% make fun of it for the rest of my life. But yeah, so Gal Gadot singing, imagine. <laughs> Whew. Uh, and you know, you know, honestly, if, if she had dropped the track later when shit was more sour, 
because I think she dropped the track like a few days out, like a few days from everyone's like getting nervous about it. They're like, oh, you might, you guys might want to start staying home. We like just started maybe closing the restaurant. I don't even think my restaurant, Sugar Taco, was closed at that point. So that's how early on in the, I mean, to sing Imagine, to sing Imagine, like you really, it was, it was just not, I, I think she would have had a stronger response if the situation was already a lot scarier, but it was still early and people were, there were still people denying that there was an issue going on. And, and I gotta, I gotta say, speaking of denial, <laughs> speaking of denial, here's the thing. I, I have friends who are conspiracy theorists. <laughs> they are lighting the fuck up right now. I have friends who are conspiracy theorists and look, I, I'm, I like to be a skeptic. I like to listen to everything. I'm never just going to cut you off because you seem insane to most of the general public. I'm never going to do that. Like I'm always open. I'm curious. I'm curious what's going on in people's heads. But boy, are they are they lighting up about this? There is a significant portion of the planet who thinks that this whole pandemic is a a scam that has something to do with child pedophilia. Tom Hanks, Oprah, I love bread, and some drug that I've never had. <laughs> I think it's a drug. I actually have no idea. Um, should I Google that so I don't piss anyone off? Let me, let me see. What, is, what should I Google? Drug, I don't even know what it, wait, I'll do Tom Hanks drug and see what comes up. I mean, what a time to be alive. I mean, I mean, look, you you came after Tom Hanks and Oprah. I don't think you could have picked two, two, what what do I say? Two sweeter seeming people. Oh man, man, it actually doesn't come up. What is it? You know what? The only way I need to find out, I can go to Madonna. They're really hardcore Madonna. These conspiracy theorists. I've been listening to it. Yeah, there there's just some. They think this is some plot that. People have suggested that Tom Hanks, Oprah, they were all going to get arrested. This is all in connection with like Jeffrey Epstein. What did they say? They thought Tom Hanks, someone swore they saw Tom Hanks being arrested in Australia. They were posting that online. And then Oprah, they were convinced that Oprah was being arrested at a certain time. It was like late at night. I was still up on Twitter. And she was, she was a trending topic so bad that Oprah had to tweet back. And she was like, this is absolutely batshit crazy. And they really lit up. So I guess Tom Hanks also posted a picture of a typewriter for some reason that says Corona. And all these conspiracy theorists were just like, oh, he planned it. Like he's, he's doing it in our faces a hundred percent. Like he's for sure the devil. He's a devil worshiper. They just think, and look, here's the thing. Conspiracy theorists. This is my, my personal opinion is that one day they're going to be fucking right. So I don't ever want to shit on it 100% until all the cards are on the table because one day they're going to be so right about something, which is also scary because then all the crazy shit is going to seem believable. It's crazy. I'm looking for the name of the drug. Is it a drug? Man, I really should have Googled this before I did my show, but whatever. They're convinced that there's some drug thing. There's some pedophile thing. They're, they're loving this probably. They're just... Uh, conspiracy theory people are just cracking me up right now, but you know, any, whatever you got to do for entertainment, man, whatever you got to believe, that's fine. Um, you know what I personally, I'm really enjoying this though. 
the last five years, I've made a living based off my internet thing. And every single day I get, why don't you go get a real job? Let me make it sound shittier. Why don't you go get a real job? Like, why don't you, you take your pants off for a living. Facts, but fuck, mind your own business. <laughs> so like every day I get shit, you know, I get sh- the shittiest comments on the planet. We all do, but I'll get like, why don't you go get a real job? And look, this, mark my words. Listen to me, this, listen, this is serious. The world is literally totally shut down. It's totally ending. Only non-essential businesses are open. People are sitting on their ass at home. Everything is on pause. But you know what's lit up? Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, TV, all that shit. So look, don't ever, don't ever troll come for me and tell me to get a real job. Because I'm really here. I'm really still here. And you're really still doing the same shit as me. For real. And like, what would we do without, what would we be doing without social media right now? Honestly, this is one of those times where, oh, this is a beautiful thing. The way that we get to stay connected, talk to our friends. There's this program called Zoom, I guess. It's where all these people join in. And the smart ones are still working. (laughs) But the ones like me are drinking wine with their friends for like virtual birthday parties. (laughs) Um, I mean, honestly, in a time like this, thank God for stuff like that because it's a really beautiful thing that we can stay connected. Yeah, I hope that you're coping well. I hope that you're, you know, I like to assume that you have a backyard. <laughs> I don't know why. I like to just assume everyone has a backyard and I don't. And and I've never really realized how important outdoor space is until I was jailed in my own home in 2020. In March of 2020, right this fucking second. I never thought I would go to jail. And this is, this is a version. <laughs> this is health jail. This is, I'm in germ jail. <laughs> oh, save me. Yeah, I'm in germ jail. You know, now we're like going to the grocery store and it's like an outing. I put on makeup to go to the grocery store. And I was excited about it. Going on a drive is special. <sighs> So speaking of shit I never thought would happen in my lifetime or in 2020, for the aliens, if you're listening out there, never thought that Donald Trump from The Apprentice was going to be my president, <laughs> ever. Never fucking thought that at all. I actually like reality stars doing dope shit, Kim Kardashian, CC, beyond that. But I never thought that, I really didn't think that this was going to be the setting or the scenario. Actually, I got a history degree, so I'm kind of I'm kind of educated in this shit and I really didn't see this coming. Beyond that... Never saw a pandemic coming. Let's hear what, let's hear what, this is the, the most famous line of this entire situation. I talk about the Chinese virus and, uh, and I mean it, that's where it came from. You know, if you look at Ebola, if you look at all the Lyme, right? Lyme, Connecticut, you look at all these different horrible diseases, they seem to come with the name, with the location. Okay, so first of all, I'm not going to lie. I actually, I saw him, that he called it the Chinese virus on the tweet first. So he tweeted it, naming it the Chinese virus, which I saw first, which I thought was shady. Like, no, look, I don't care if you're listening and you like Donald Trump or if you like Bernie Sanders or if you like Elizabeth Warren or anyone else. Like, it's never going to be my style to hate people or dislike anyone for their political affiliations. Like, that's not my style at all. That's very un-American to me. 
It was weird. Like the day of the Chinese virus stuff, this was so weird. And I actually talk about this in some pre-recorded episodes that we have coming out. I'm a little bit intuitive. I'm not going to say I'm psychic, but I'm telling you, I'm in tune with weird shit sometimes. Months, a year ago, whatever, I was getting my eyelashes done. And for some reason, out loud, I was like, wow, I'm getting really like Khloe Kardashian energy. She must be going to have her baby or something like that. And then that day, the news popped off that she was being cheated on and like the press was going wild. And I've actually had it with some dead celebrities too. It's really, really weird. I don't know what it means. And I'll get into that further in this season of my show. But as you get to know me more, if you want to. (laughs) No. um, So anyway, it was weird because the day of the Chinese virus tweets, I don't, I don't like spend my time thinking about Donald Trump at all, really. Like I read the news. I don't bring it with me as much. I leave it on Twitter where you should leave all your bad shit. (laughs) I just leave it on Twitter and then it escapes me. But it was weird. I was going on a long walk to my car to get my yoga mat, to do my yoga inside. So I walked down to my car, had a really strong thought. And my thought was, you know, Donald Trump really knows his audience. Take away the politics, what I believe in, anything like that. I'm a, I'm a little bit more liberal, okay? It's probably no secret if you follow me on Twitter. Take away all the politics and shit. T- just, he really knows his audience. Like, the man knows what to say to be voted for by a, a group of people. And he's been that way forever. Like, that's, you know, he's been that way in business and all that stuff. So, I just had this feeling. I was like, wow, he really knows his audience. And I just thought about it. I think about random shit all day. I'm not going to lie to you. So, I went back upstairs And then I got on my Twitter and it was Donald Trump calling it the Chinese virus. And I went, aha, that makes so much fucking sense that he would do this. And let me tell you why. This is the thing. Science, the belief in science has been a political bargaining chip for for the last few years. And it's going to be one for for a while until we all get on the same page with what we are believing scientists or not. The conservative group, there's... People don't want you to to believe in science because it will affect the economy. It will affect industries and certain existing corporations. Like people will lose money if, sometimes you'll lose money if we believe in science. If you believe in some of the greater good of the world based on science, then some groups are going to lose money. They're going to lose fat money. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal to a bunch of people. That's a big deal. Look, personally, I grew up in Louisiana. I grew up in a dairy farm town where people lived and breathed, grew up. All they knew to do was milk fucking cows and like no shade. That was their trade. This is what they wanted to do. They lived great lives. They had great benefits. I have friends who went to college for like nothing. I grew up and those are people that I love. Like I love these people deeply. I love people who are dairy farmers. So when you look like, let's just say, for example, a scientist comes up and tells you, look, dairy farmers, dairy is ruining the environment, all the methane gas. It's ruining, you know, it's ruining the air. It's going to ruin the ozone, whatever they say. A, A town like where I'm from, the town is crushed. The families are crushed. The legacies are crushed. So personally, I completely understand the hesitancy of every side. I also understand the greater good of the world over you. And I also believe in resilience. I believe you in this life, in this ever-changing and ever-evolving life, especially with technology and the internet and all that stuff, you got to figure some other shit out. You got to have a backup plan. You have to fight. Like you really have to fight to stay relevant these days. People are becoming famous overnight. Like you just have to fight and you have to be, a, you know, I just believe in knowing many skills and 
you know, being adaptable. I think the strongest people in the world aren't the most talented. They're the most resilient. I say that to say this, science has become this huge political thing. It's become this huge center of politics. The different sides believe the different stuff. And this is the thing. Donald Trump is usually not one to go fully science. I think he actually fired some people when he ran into office or cut the budgets of certain pandemic, certain jobs that deal with pandemics specifically. I can look that up. But so, you know, if your your basis is all like, you know, the working man, the, some of the science is bullshit and baloney. It's going to cost trillions of dollars if we do all this stuff to save the earth, blah, blah, blah. That's what he's run on. He's run on those dairy farmer type people. So for this president to come to his to the, the people he leads and say, look, you can't see this virus. You don't know shit about it. You'll never know till you get it. We have to believe in this science right now. That is a big fucking deal. That's a huge deal. And it, it's imp- it was important. He's getting a lot of shit for not being on it before. I was on Twitter. Wuhan, I hope I'm saying that right, but that was trending like a while back. Like we've, we've been reading about China for weeks or month, over a month now, and stuff wasn't being done about it. But, you know, to tell his group of people who follow him that, look, you have to believe this science now. You can't see this. You have to trust in science. I'm, you know, that's a big deal. And I swear, my gut feeling is like the day of saying Chinese virus, he was like, I just want to remind my people that I'm still, they're still my people. It just felt like it was, you know, it feels very politically incorrect. Uh, many consider it racist. I don't want to put my, project my personal opinion. I just want to deal with the facts, but that's, you know, I think if you know me, you know my opinion, but I just want to deal with the facts. And that's, I really think that just that tweet alone was him being like, I'm here. You're my people still throw this one out to the Facebook people to bitch about. I'm throwing out the Chinese virus so you guys can debate about me all you want. Facebook just like fed it like it was catnip for Facebook people. And we're going to get to the subject of catnip in like five seconds because that's going to be amazing. But no, I really think, I really think saying Chinese virus was like a throw into his crowd. And then allegedly he made it, you know, he kind of not made amends, but he said he was talking to the leaders of China and they were all cool and everybody was cool with each other. I don't know. I found it very fascinating. Sometimes I look at this stuff and beyond my own personal political opinion, I just look at it from, you know, the historian's perspective, what it all means. I'm always trying to dissect every party and what's going on. And that was just, it stood out to me. Oh, this is so significant. I don't know if everyone reads it as significant. For me, I just see it in a history book being like, this was this moment. Why would he do something like that? And I just feel it like a college class dissecting this, but that's my own thoughts. That's what I get for four years of hammering on quotes and figuring people out. So next, since we're speaking of catnip, holy shit. Um, obviously, one of the fam- the most famous parts of quarantine on self-isolation, social distancing 2020 is Tiger King. Tiger King, Tiger King <laughs> is a new Netflix documentary series. Jesus, how am I going to describe it? First of all, I hope that like at least 80% of you have watched it so you know what the fuck I'm talking about. If not, please go watch it on Netflix so that you can talk to me about it. This is very serious. This is 
hilarious. It is painfully sad and disgusting, but it's that perfect blend of what the fuck that keeps you just completely entertained and enthralled. It's got meth, it's got death, and it's got tigers. I'm, I'm, I mean, that's got fucking tigers. It's got tigers and laggers and alligators and porcupines, probably. I don't know. It's got a, a few amputees. It's got, did I mention meth? <laughs> I made a tweet. I said, tigers and meth, what could possibly go wrong? But I don't want to spoil it. Even if I told you every detail of the show right now and completely spoiled it, you're going to love it regardless. And seeing the visual, it's, it doesn't even matter. I could, I could say everything that happened right now and you'd be totally fine. The show is insane, my friend. It is absolutely insane. Let me try to give you a background in case you haven't watched it. It's about these tiger zoos, I guess. There's a man in Oklahoma named Joe Exotic and Joe Exotic has a tiger zoo that people come, they pay to see the tiger. The tiger zoo is in all ways just a complete fuck up. It is, it is bad. It is ratchet. It, they feed the tigers like Oh, yeah, I don't want to look. I'm not going to get too much into it. But anyway, this man, Joe Exotic, has a tiger zoo. He is a, a gay polygamist, but he likes straight men. It's really messed up. I don't know. It's all, it's all a mess. I almost said meth. Tiger King, death, meth, tigers. I really want you guys to watch it. And look, for the people that have watched it, this is my fucking theory. If you haven't watched it, just pause this for five seconds or listen to it and then go watch it and then come back to this. Look, Carol Baskin, I I think she's innocent and I'm afraid because I'm the only person on the planet who thinks she's innocent. Like this is a big deal, okay? There's a lady on the show. There's a lady on the show that they, people think, look, spoiler alert, hang this up, come back in two minutes if you don't want to know, okay? Seriously, right now, this is your, this is your chance. Hang the fuck up. Okay. You guys, I had to drink a lot of sweet tea to have this much energy to talk to myself for an hour. So if I sound insane, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything illegal. This is just a sweet tea high because I'm from Louisiana and that's all I need. So there's a lady on there. She's accused of murdering her husband. She has a six-year-old husband. He is rich AF. He's a serial player. He's a shady guy, likes to cheat on his wives, left his first wife and two kids for a chick on the side of the road who was 19. And she goes by the name of Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin owns a tiger sanctuary in, I guess, Florida. I think Florida she was in. But anyway, long story short, the guy disappears. A lot of people and everyone on the internet to this moment that I've seen, I haven't seen one person who's agreed with me yet, Except for a few people on Twitter I've convinced, because this is what I've been doing in quarantine. I've been convincing people of her innocence, but I think she's innocent. And here's why. This is only if you watch a show. If you haven't watched a show, please fast forward for like two minutes or five minutes. I don't know. Just Or just listen. Listen and take my theory and then go watch the fucking show. I swear I won't ruin it. But... um. Carol Baskin, this is why I think, this is why I think Carol Baskin didn't kill Don Lewis, okay? Number one, I've been around a couple rich people. Look, I'm not fancy, I'm not a celebrity, but I, I moved to LA and I've been I've been relatively cute enough, at least a strong seven most of the nights, to be around rich people. And I, I do have some friends who are rich AF, and they have a lot of power, okay? This man was 60 years old. On the show, it said he buried a lot of cash. He kept talking to his friends about his plan. He was known that he had a girlfriend in Costa Rica. Look, this is my personal theory. Usually the most logical, simple answer is the truthful one. So 
this, wait, I wrote it down on Twitter. I made it really clear. But look, this man, this man keeps talking about his plan, right? Okay, wh- what did I say? All right, these are the two scenarios. A, serial player, known cash hoarder, Costa Rica Bay having, talking about his plan to everyone, dude, tries to file two unfounded reports months before he leaves. So let me tell you this. He tried, um, he called the cops. He said Carol was abusing him or said she would kill him, blah, blah, blah. And they, they, they found him uncredible and then found it. They didn't charge her with domestic violence, okay? Secondly, he tries to file a restraining order, says he's so afraid of her she'll kill him. They also found that unfounded. Now look, sounds bad if you buy it, but a part of me thinks that if you're a serial scammer, you're hiding cash in your in your yard. I, if you're trying to make it look like you got murdered or that you truly disappeared, this is what to do. And I don't know, two times to, to nothing be filed. And I mean, how many, honestly, I'm not trying to be shady, but like how many times does the woman win in a scenario? Like when a man tells you some crazy shit, I just feel like dudes tend to side with dudes on stuff like that. I don't know. Man, I'm getting off. But anyway, so did he decide to leave and go be with his bae in Costa Rica or did B, the lady feed her tiger to her husband to her tigers so she can be richer in her mobile home that she clearly cares nothing about? This is my thing. This is my thing. Listen to me. Anyone wearing limited two cat ears? I don't know if you remember that store. Anyone wearing limited two cat ears? is not putting her husband in a meat grinder and feeding him to her fucking tigers. First of all, I don't, I think she loves tigers so much that she wouldn't do that to their stomach. That's how much she, she, this lady just wants to be a tiger. She like, all she wants to do is be a tiger. She doesn't care about being rich. She lives in a trailer. Did you see the trailer? And there's nothing wrong with living in a trailer. I'm from Louisiana, but she didn't even care. Like it wasn't even bougie and she's doing like million dollar deals and shit. This is my thing. Look, let's think about the facts. When people get divorced, Don Lewis and Carol Baskin, he wanted to divorce her so he can be with his new bae. This is what happens when you get divorced. You got to split money. You got to talk about money. You got to talk about assets. I don't know if they had a prenup. I don't know anything about that. But they were married for a long time. The dude was 60. So when you divorce someone and we get into the money stuff, let me just say, sometimes rich people don't want to pay all their taxes. Sometimes rich people don't maybe want to tell their partner about all their cash. I'm not saying he did, but I'm just saying sometimes rich people do shit like that. So look, just, just, this is based on my personal experience with rich people. Eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm 60 and I want someone digging around in my cash in my golden years. You know what I'm saying? And I got a girlfriend in Costa Rica, probably super hot because she lives in Costa Rica. You know, like, do I want to spend all that time dealing with all that? Do I want to have someone digging in my finances? Do I want to split stuff? Divorces are so, they're dirty and disgusting and painful. Like, do I want to deal with that? I don't know. Or do I want to kind of stage something and dip out and go to Costa Rica? They found the guy's van right by where he always takes planes and pays cash. And a lot of the argument was like, well, if you go to Costa Rica and you um, fly straight there, you're going to run out of gas. Who said the dude didn't know that? What if you took a plane to, what's on the way? Bahamas? I don't know. What if you took a plane on the way to the Bahamas? You stopped there. You got a better plane. What if you got on the plane to literally go somewhere else and then get up on a better plane? I don't know. The thing is, apparently I'm onto something because the lady is in charge of murder at all. And beyond that, you know, maybe I'd make a damn good defense attorney, but I was on a jury once and 
evidentiary support is a lot. Like you need that for a murder case. I don't know. I love the story though. I love the idea that this lady with cat ears just put her husband in a fucking meat grinder and then fed him to the tigers. That is ruthless ass Netflix white trash poetry. It's a beautiful, beautiful story that you've given us and everyone has fallen onto. But but I just I gotta say I am concerned that the general public has all jumped on this. And you know what? I just I don't think they, they thought it all the way through. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, now you know my theory. Please go watch the show and tweet me your comments at Lindsay Paylos because I'm dying to hear about them. The show is the best thing to sitting at home on your ass that's ever happened. And I love the songs. Okay, you're all asking. Yeah. So this is where we get to um, a more serious topic of discussion in this show. To explain that I'm more serious, and since I'm a one-woman show right now, I've got to do it in the only appropriate way, and that's with an English accent, because everyone knows in America we think you're smarter if you sound like this, and you probably are. (laughs) On the docket for serious shit I have to talk about, I'm looking at my notebook right now, and I just need to say, I definitely don't have toilet paper. And that is a fact. I haven't had toilet paper in a while. I don't know if it's like that where you are. I I don't know. I don't know if it's like that where you are, but I don't have it. And I'm almost out of paper towels. They don't have that anywhere around here. Who would have known that wiping your ass would have been like the number one topic of discussion when the world ended? Like out of all the things to run out of like toilet paper. What? And it's not just a toilet paper that's gone from toilet paper to tissues to baby wipes. Like anything wipeable paper vibes is so serious. We have a paper issue. You remember back in the day, I know that with women, they always talked about when women had their periods, they would put, they would like reuse these diaper things kind of. Do we need to do that? Like some people actually still use cloth cloth diapers for their babies. Like that's a thing still. It really makes you wonder though. But Charmin's got to be making a fucking killing. And Cottonelle. And speaking of Charmin, Cottonelle, if you, (laughs) if you're hearing this, endorse me. I would love to sell your toilet paper. You don't even need it. At this point, you're so rich. You can just give me a donation. (laughs) I'm just playing. So no toilet paper. That's for sure is happening. Another thing about daily life in quarantine is going to the grocery store feels like you're walking into a cesspool. Gross. You don't really think about it too much. And when someone stands too close to you, like they don't practice the six foot while you're trying to do the six foot thing. Like I I don't ever want to be rude, but it's like, do you know what six feet is? Or are you, or you don't care? Or do you feel stupid doing it? And I think that's what's a humans, like even in a time of global crisis and pandemics, we're afraid of like we're afraid of kind of making other people feel bad. So, cuz honestly, if you look at someone else and you have to stand 6 foot apart, there's a part of everyone unconsciously that we know like, "Hey, I think you might have germs." Or, "Hey, I'm standing over here because the fact that you the government has told me that you might fuck me up," you know? And I think humans still don't want to do that. Like we really even in this tragic crazy scenario, like we don't want people to think that we think that they have cooties. I've learned lately that, um, I've learned lately, well, my therapist told me that 
people are, we should operate from a place that like people are more goodwilled than not. And most people do have good positive intentions and they do. And I believe that. So I think that that's one of the reasons people don't stand close or they stand too close is literally they don't want to make you feel bad. Like you have germs. I don't know. But if you stand too close to me, I, I have to do like the look up and down and I don't even want to do that, but I have to look, I look down and see where your feet are. I acknowledge that that's where your feet are. They're a little too close. I have to look back up, make eye contact. It's so awkward. How's it going when you are? I don't know. But we don't have no toilet paper and we don't know what's going on. You know what's crazy about this? I never even mentioned to you that my parents are ER nurses. (laughs) Of all things, my parents are both ER nurses and they're working in the place that is the most infected or the most... um, the quickest infected place, like the infections are spreading quicklier there than anywhere in the world in Louisiana. Whoa, that's a big deal. That's a big deal for my parents. Shout out to mom and dad. Thank you for saving lives. Thank thank you for birthing me still. I really appreciate that even 28 years in. But yeah, Ron and Stephanie, shout out to you guys. Cuties, they're not together anymore. So I don't know why I felt the need to mention that, but you know, I don't, I'm not one of those parents, like kids whose parents are cool and still together. Like they're not, but I still like them both. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, no hard feelings, but they're nurses. So I try to call and check in on occasion and they're both like, I'll give you the honest tea. Like they're both really calm about stuff. It would take, if my mom ever panicked, it would be severe. Like my mom isn't the type to panic at all. My mom could see like, and that's one of the shitty parts about growing up with someone who's in the medical field. Well, actually, you either get either or. They're either obsessed with you and they think every little like booger and snot coming out of your face deserves like a hospital visit, or they're like my mom, who I could literally be stabbed in the throat. And unless it was like a huge pool of blood, if it was only a small pool of blood, like I'm not going to the ER at all. Like that's how my mom is. Like she's more of like that type, like pretty tough. She's so cute. She's sweet. And my dad, um, my dad's cool too. My dad is unlikely to panic. And my parents have actually worked for like Hurricane Katrina and there's hurricanes all the time in Louisiana. So they've been through like the stories that my mom, they met as paramedics. So the stories that my mom would come home with and she would share to my stepdad, they were so terrible and scary that I had to tell her like, mom, I don't want to like, don't talk about your work around me. Like it's awful like medics, the stuff they respond to, I can't even imagine. But now they're nurses. And so now they're dealing with a global crisis in the fastest growing infected place in the entire world. So that's crazy. Don't love that journey for them, but really appreciate that journey. But they're telling me like, they're like, yeah, it's a shit show. It's making us nervous. We're definitely going to be out of supplies soon. And I was reading a lot in the news that people were suggesting that Mardi Gras was one of the reasons that the numbers were so high in Louisiana. Maybe. And of course, like, of course that has, that that's going to elevate anything. We're pretending like that's the only place with a large, huge gathering at all. There was a huge gay festival in Miami. There, there are sporting events. Like there people are gathering beyond. What is true about Louisiana is we were ranked the unhealthiest state in the country by who is it? I don't want to get it wrong. Let me Google it. Pause. So this was the United Health Foundation. This was an annual report in 2018. Was it United Health Foundation? Yeah, in 2018. But they decided that Louisiana was the absolute number one unhealthiest place 
in this country. And that was ranked off of child poverty, pollution, obesity, and smoking. And so if you think about a place that's been ranked the unhealthiest in the country for those reasons, it's not surprising that the numbers would match like this to me. I mean, I'm not a health expert. This disease, what we've known about it is that it's a respiratory situation. So if you don't have a certain amount of lung capacity, and even the people with healthy lung capacity are still suffering and passing away, it seems like, or it's been said that people without underlying conditions have been dying. But obesity, smoking, air pollution, like think about it on the lungs and of course poverty, because anything terrible that happens is going to disproportionately affect people who are impoverished for a plethora of reasons. So it's just wild, but that's where my parents are working. I'll let you know if things get sandy and they tell me anything more exclusive, but for now they're just working hard and, you know, they're doing okay. So next up, my my script, because I wrote this really formal script, it says to talk shit about Twitter. Not talk shit about Twitter, talk shit about things that are happening via Twitter. Look, I'm just going to tell you this. The trolls are so active right now. Like they have nothing to fucking do. They're out of Cheetos. They're out of Funyuns. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> it's really obnoxious, this stuff. Like, because I think for, look, you can call me a dumb horse slut every day. Like Monday, Sunday through, what is the day? See, I am a dumb horse slut. Sunday through Monday. No, Sunday, Sunday to Sunday. How about that? You can call me a dumb horse slut 24-7, 365. But I thought, like, I was like, oh, for sure, global pandemic, everyone's suffering. You know, everyone's kind of on a higher stress level. Like, the trolls will not call me a dumb horse slut for, like, a few weeks. Like, you know, for sure. The answer was, eh, wrong. Very wrong, Lindsay Palos. Absolutely not. In fact, they are coming out in full force. It's going to be worse than ever. Um, worse than you ever expected. <laughs> But it's crazy. So I'm going to I'm gonna read some of my shitty tweets. And I don't encourage you to send me shitty tweets. Because I'm going to read more good ones and bad ones. But um, this guy, he said, this guy messaged me. And he goes, get rid of whoever's doing your photos post-editing. Not doing you or your beauty any justice. Plastic Barbie filter is old-fashioned. Long time ago. And what this dude is referring to is I posted these pictures. Old pictures of me in full hair and makeup. I'm standing in the sun. My features are blur, like blurred out. I'm, I'm staring into the sun out of my window in full hair and makeup. The people who did my hair and makeup literally do celebrities that you see on TV. I was like, sir, if I don't, if I pay this good hard earned money and I don't look like a Barbie, then I'm fucking pissed. I want to look like, look, I wake up one thing. I want to go to bed a different lady. Like if I'm paying this much money, okay. Oh, but, and that wasn't even a bad one, man. What are some bad ones I've got? Let's see. Um, let's see. What do we have? Oh, this lady thought she was going to tweet me. I actually don't get a lot of mean lady tweets. So this one was, um, exceptionally rude, but she said, I thought she was in her mid forties to like Googled it last night. She's only 28. And I, I responded with, you probably perceive a lot of things wrong incorrectly, like your eyeshadow choice. Just a fucking idiot. And this this is a problem. Look, like I don't like to be that cruel. I hate to, I don't want to make fun of your looks or like things you can't help. I only want to make fun of the bullshit you say and that you're like a shitty character. That's always been my style. But something about the world ending, it makes me just want to go 
ham. It makes you want to tell it like the fucking is because to be this ruthless and rude in the time of a pandemic, like how dare you? Literally, how dare you? And the fact that like maybe you don't believe in karma at all, but if you did in the slightest and like this shit is going on, like don't you think you should mind your P's and Q's? Maybe. And I know some of the people that are tweeting me are not healthy. Like, and you're going to tweet me evil shit right now? Savage. Like, what, what kind of high is a Funyun high? Or a Cheeto high? It, does it hit differently in your mom's basement? Like, how are you so turned that you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have the balls to talk some shit to me in the middle of a fucking pandemic? Knowing that you're high on Funyuns in your mom's, like I, Jesus, I can't, I literally can't, it's wild, it's just wild, it's wild to me, humans will really, really do it all, they'll risk it all, they don't care, as long as I know that I'm a dumb horse slut every day of the week, they're happy. It's what they live for. It's all they need. They just need me to know that I'm a dumb horse slut. And look, for anyone listening, I fucking knew that already. Like a hundred percent. No, not really. I actually only have sex with people I'm in serious monogamous relationships with at least for the last like five years. I'm one of the biggest prudes I've ever met in my life. But I don't know. I do like to take pictures in my undies. And honestly, if you've seen a lack of that on my page, it's not because I don't want to, and it's not because I don't have them. It's because the algorithm will straight up punish me. And when you work like super hard at your craft, even if it's being an internet personality or whatever, like to be punished numerically, it's hard. So I'm working on that. We're considering like a sexy website or something. I don't know. I want to keep it. I want to keep it on brand. Still goal-oriented, but man, I do miss wearing my panties online. Like, trust me, it's not gone. It's all in my soul. It's all I want to do. That and talk shit on Twitter about why Carol Baskin did not kill her husband, okay? I just don't think she did it. I really don't think she did it. And by the way, since I'm referring to something that I've said a long time ago, remember when I played the Donald Trump audio and he said, um, he was like, yeah, Ebola comes from here. And he's like, Lyme disease comes from Connecticut. Random fact I had no idea about. Like, I, I really didn't. And I'm, it seems like, and I'm, every people of all types get this disease, I'm sure, but a lot of people who look like they're from fucking Connecticut get it. A lot of rich people, you know, people in Connecticut are rich. I've been there once. They're so rich. They're nice too. They're, they're so, they're like real rich. Like, they've been rich since before they were born. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so that was something that I had no idea about. Lyme disease comes from Lyme, Connecticut, and that's a place. Who knew? Anyway, do I sound like Vanessa Hutchins when I do that? Seriously. You guys, thank you so much for sitting around. If you have been here through this entire episode, I love you. Like, literally, I would kiss you on your face right now. Guy, girl, anyone. Don't care. Full-blown kiss with tongue. I really appreciate I just miss everyone. And um, there's more eyes up here to come. I already filmed some episodes in the pocket. So they're going to sound – Maybe I'm in, in the episodes, I'm literally going, do you think coronavirus is going to be a thing? Um, that's funny. It's a thing. It's a big thing. So 
That's coming up. We got some great guests. I got my girl Shy back on. I actually take a meeting with my manager and record it, which is fun. And I talk about some bad stuff because 2020 started pretty bad. I talk about it. It's coming. I'm really looking forward to it. And also while I'm here, I decided that to kill time, I'm going to ship. I'm selling my calendars. If you haven't bought one, I sell these calendars. I get very close. I have to do implied, but um, they're sexy calendars. They're like very Sports Illustrated, Hooter-esque. They're really cute. And I sell them. And now I'm donating 25% of all my sales to Direct Relief. I was doing some like charity stocking because I like to make sure all the money goes where it's supposed to go. And so I'm donating 25% to them every time that I ship the calendars out. So I'm about to make my donation tomorrow. If you want a calendar, I'm giving away a percentage to a good cause. for coronavirus release, relief efforts. And I picked a charity that works internationally. So they have relief efforts everywhere in China, America, because I know a lot of you are from other countries and I appreciate you listening to my American ass. So anyway, please go watch Tiger King. Please tweet me about it. Jeez. Um, I hope everyone stays safe. I hope that you're entertaining yourself. You're staying healthy. And I'm going to be here. Check in with me at any time. Tweet me at Lindsay Paylas. Thank you so much. And I'll see you on another episode of Eyes Up Here. Oh my God, wait, I'm back. I almost forgot. Um, rate me five stars. Leave a comment on iTunes and I will mention you here. This one's from Yoga With Loops. It says, I listen to this when I drive. Lindsay's a queen. I love you, Yoga With Loops. Thank you so much. See you guys. <laughs>